I'm finally doing it, guys. I'm finally doing a tech podcast, and it starts now. Welcome to Techie Speak, an utterly techie podcast where Julian CB, that's me, speaks his mind on various tech topics for techies and non-techies alike. New episodes pop up every Saturday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Here's the episode. Hey, so this is the first episode of Techie Speak, and for the first one, I didn't want to go full topic yet since it's the first episode. So instead, what I decided to do was to talk about my passions in tech. So as you've been noticing, tech is so big. Tech is a lot bigger than one person might think. You might think that tech is just about laptops, your computer, but basically it's everything. It's the internet that we're using. It's all these AI and everything. It's even in the cash register. It's even in the way you pay now through GCash or PayMaya or GrabPay. Yeah, not sponsored by our way. So what I'm trying to do here in the first episode is to talk about my passions in tech. What specific stuff in tech that I'm really passionate about. Because, like I said, it's so big. So, let's start. First up is, I'm really passionate about phones in general. So, short story, my first phone was a Nokia 3210. Yeah, I was a really hard Nokia fan back then. So I had the old Nokia's 3210. I've held a 3310, but I haven't owned one. And yeah, I just thought that Nokia had a lot of things going for it. Mm, Let's just say the durability, the battery life was still insane back then. You could literally use a phone for like weeks Texting was still a big thing back then, like SMS, where you can type with T9. Although, personally, I don't really use T9 dialing. But, yeah, having that phone with the keypad where you can text, is it was really satisfying. You could even develop the art of texting while not looking at stuff, which is basically muscle memory. So you can like do something else while texting like short message or something. So I just thought that Nokia was the bee's knees. I think they were one of the first to show me the possibilities of what a phone can do more than its intended use, just calling and texting back then. So I got to try MP3s on the phone like literally what we would do is connect the phone and then like transfer mp3 files to the phone i don't think the younger generation knows what that is like back then it was either cd burning or downloading mp3s 
to through whatever means necessary. But yeah, Nokia was the first phone brand that I was really exposed to. It showed me not only what a phone is, but the possibilities of what a phone can do. But that turned out to be very limited. And I think, I, I forgot what was the turning point for me to switch from a Nokia phone to an iPhone, basically. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even try Android phones back then because back then Android phones were like really bad. Like not bad unusable, but like bad in the sense that they couldn't really compare to the iPhone. But back when I was a Nokia fan, I really hated Apple. Like, really despised it. <laughs> so my sister had an iPod Touch. I think it was the fourth generation. I think it was a thin one. I'll just leave a link to the photo in the show notes. So it was an iPod Touch. And what, what was so fascinating is it was basically easier to listen to music to it and it had games and stuff i was already curious at what apple was doing there with that and i think the first generation ipod touch that my mom got but basically it was the fourth gen ipod touch that really really enamored me to the idea of having a touch screen gadget because the Nokia touchscreens back then were like okay at the time, but they were really finicky. They were mostly resistive touch. So resistive touch is basically using force, the force of your finger to detect the touch. Meanwhile, the capacitive or what we're used to now, aka the modern phone, uh, it just detects the basically the electrical currents from your fingers basically it detects that and senses that as a touch i'll also leave the link to what it is in the show notes in case that explanation wasn't clear but basically what i just wanted to say was the ipod touch was my real first exposure to apple like Back then, I was really hating on Apple because uh, it was very expensive. There's not really much use compared to what the others had back then. But when I tried the iPod Touch, I was really uh, intrigued uh, to the point that once I got the chance to own an iPhone because it was mostly hand-me-downs when I was still in college, then... When I tried the iPhone, and there, that's when I realized that, yeah, I liked Apple products. But, of course, not to the extent that I love Apple products now. Because back then, it wasn't as pervasive to own multiple Apple products. Apple didn't really connect them a lot back then iCloud wasn't a thing yet, and so it wasn't as connected. Now it is, but then it would be 
way harder for me to escape the Apple ecosystem now. So, yeah, the iPhone 4 was my first iPhone. And ever since then, my main phone would be an iPhone. More on the iPhones I use in a future episode. Probably not right away. But follow the podcast if you want to hear me talk about that. Enough about phones. Next up is wireless audio. It's pretty interesting. This is this one is probably the most recent of all my passions in tech, but it's probably the most basic of all of them because although with the exception of what? AirPods. I think I think AirPods are really stretching what I want in wireless audio. But to be fair, Apple makes it a bit more compelling to have like auto pair i think they were one of the first to do auto pair when you remove the bud it will stop the music pause the music and then when you put the bud back it plays again so things like that those convenience features so i think what the airpods were going for was convenience over sound quality uh i'm not really much of an audiophile but i'm really interested in where wireless audio is going to be because right now we've reached a point where bluetooth can connect to let's just say you can connect multiple bluetooth devices to your phone for example so i've tried that my headphones and my speaker were connected to the phone but of course you can only play like one at a time or something but you can connect both to it which was unfathomable back then like when i tried wireless audio back then like let's say seven years ago it was really finicky it was really bad like i didn't want to do wireless like bluetooth was there but it was still not as popular until the airpods showed up and then once that showed up like everyone in their mother had one like including phone brands because it was like an ecosystem play for those brands and so that's one of the things i've been really passionate about lately because i think i spend most of my time while listening to audio i use wireless now I don't use wired headphones to do that, especially when just using my phone. Well, of course, if I'm audio editing, but for like just listening to music and watching YouTube videos and the like, I'll just use wireless. It, it's come to the point where the quality is good enough for me to not worry about wires. But of, the, of course, if you edit audio, you are very sensitive to delay and so... You don't want to leave that delay to chance. So I used wired stuff when I'm editing audio. The next thing I'm really passionate about is a laptop. You may think it's uh, kind of old compared to like, let's say an iPad in terms of the usual things we do on a laptop 
before, which was like watching videos. We'd even watch like movies on a laptop. Like, you know, on a weekend when you want to do basically nothing. And so you're just going to watch a lap, watch on the laptop. Now, I think for that use case, there are other devices that are better for that. But I don't know. I'm just a laptop person. Like, there'd be, they have these kinds of people where they're really attached to the notion of a laptop. And then others are really fine with having a tablet or an iPad. So, I'm a laptop person. Like, I couldn't bring myself to use an iPad for, like, the other stuff I do. Where it's Maybe I could get away with writing, like a blog. But for other things, like audio editing, maybe I could do that with the iPad, but I would need a keyboard and mouse. And so, like, I would just still use a laptop. So my first exposure... To a laptop was an HP laptop. I forgot the model. I will also leave that in the show notes. I forgot the exact model of HP laptop I used, but I think it was billed as an Ultrabook, if I'm not mistaken, because it was like a thinner, thin laptop at the time. Like laptops now, they could be as thin as that, but more powerful. But yeah, that laptop was served me quite well for the most part i mean it's actually still existing to this day it actually still runs windows 10 if i'm not mistaken because uh i think the upgrade thing to windows 10 is still working and so yeah that hp laptop could still run windows 10 a bit not that fast to be honest it was just for now it's just being used whenever someone needs a windows laptop for something but it was i think in the later stages of that laptop where i was already exposed to a macbook because i really want to try making programs for the iphone or like similar yeah for the iphone and so in order to make apps for the iPhone, you need a Mac because that's the only way you're going to make one. I know today, probably not as much, but yeah, for the most part, if you need to build a solid iPhone app, you need a Mac. And so luckily, I was given the chance to uh, use a MacBook. And I got to say, the trackpad, my my overall feelings about it is that it ran Mac OS at the time or OS 10 because it was 2012, 2013. Yeah. So it was around that time and it was still called OS 10. And I didn't like it simply because for the rest of the things that I was doing at the time, I was still comfortable with Windows. It was not only like two years later where I said, hmm, the MacBook could work for me. So I switched to a MacBook by 2014. And ever since then, my main laptop is a MacBook. And so what's interesting about laptops today is 
for the longest time, they're portable. They're a portable computer. But they don't have all of the features that we have in our other portable computers like tablets. They now have uh, cellular connectivity like 4G or 5G. So laptops didn't really have that until like recent in the past three years, I think. There are laptops coming out with uh, 4G or 5G. And it surprises me that it took that long. And so we're going to have laptops that can be truly portable, that you can bring anywhere you go without compromise in that front. Because most laptops, they only have Wi-Fi. And for daily use, like when you're just at home, it's fine. But if you're on the go, when we're able to go out eventually, it would be nice to have uh, mobile data in your laptop instead of having the phone do that because, you know, the phone drains battery faster than a laptop. So it would be nice to have more laptops in the market with 5G. Yeah, I'm just going to say 5G because that's the trendy thing. Although, yeah, we'll see. The last two things that I'm passionate about aren't necessarily gadgets per se, but they're more of the topics I read constantly on the internet that are not the gadgets. And so these two are really close to my heart, but, you know, I am not able to really contribute in a meaningful way. And so the least I can do is talk about it on a podcast, right? The next one is how tech companies influence the world. (laughs) This hasn't been more relevant than the past year. We're at a point where tech is more important than ever, but with that comes the consequence of them being accountable for more and more things. Let's just say, for example, Facebook with their Cambridge Analytical scandal. I'll leave links in the show notes for all the stuff I've been talking about. And so big tech, like let's say Facebook, Apple, Google, Amazon, and Microsoft are under intense scrutiny now. Like, Google got fined by the EU for some of its actions. I forgot the amount. I'll just also put a link in the show notes. That scrutiny will basically change how tech companies work depending on how the outcome is. And we have this like ongoing cases like Epic versus Apple where Epic made a stunt to basically give them the opportunity to sue Apple for their um, App Store monopoly on the iPhone and so things like that. So that really interests me in a way that it's different from being passionate about gadgets. And so how would How would everything happening to the big tech affects all of us in the future? Like, 
would it be harder for tech companies to innovate in the future when the scrutiny, the consequences of the scrutiny will be heavy? Or will it be, will the tech company survive? And so I'm really passionate about taking deep dives into those. And I might cover that more on the podcast. Last thing, and this one's really, really uh, something that I missed doing because of the pandemic. Because let's just say this topic that I'm passionate about really heavily relies on being with people. And that's uh, startups and the dev community. If you didn't know, I am a software developer by day. And so I can closely relate to things happening when it comes to devs and startups. And not really startups because I don't work for a startup. But I've been seeing the startup community. And it's been growing despite the pandemic. And... I just miss uh, being able to talk to people in the startup community. I mean, I could do that online, but doing the creator life, if you heard of me from another podcast, doing the creator life was fairly difficult, actually more difficult when talking to startups and devs last year. Which is why I decided to uh, totally avoid that for the last year because it was really hard for me to talk about that topic without actually being with the person involved. To be fair, it's basically just an excuse for me to not cover that. But it's a thing that really benefits when I'm with people because let's face it, I'm not smart in a lot of things in tech. I'm only smart at certain things like Apple. I think I have ample amount of knowledge when it comes to Apple to the point that I become an Apple source by people, not just general tech gadget recommendations, but mainly Apple stuff. So I'm not smart at everything. And so it's nice to be able to talk to other devs and other startup people who are smarter at certain things like what they do or why they do their startup. And so hopefully with Techie Speak, I am able to talk to more startup people or dev people. This will provide an avenue for them that I don't think I can provide any more on my other podcast and so this is here and that wraps it up for all my passions in tech i may have more but these are the main five that i see myself really being attached to especially the first three the first three were like uh based on my childhood and i carried it to today What? (laughs) I'm cutting this, of course.
And the last two have been things that I've been recently passionate about only because I read a lot more tech news that I really want to focus on those two, but more of finding an avenue to talk about it and not just write about it on utterlytechie.com. So there, that's it for this first episode. I'm still trying to find a decent format for this, which is why this is more of me just sharing my passions in tech for the first episode. But I hope you guys appreciate this first episode. Uh, let me know what you want to see in the podcast besides those passions in tech. I might cover uh, certain topics like uh, relevant tech news, my opinions on certain things that I don't w- just want on just on the blog and a lot more if you want me to and so i'd really appreciate if you share your thoughts on social media that's there if you <laughs> sorry i'm gonna do the outro like this end spiel again So that's it for my passions in tech. Uh, I hope you understand that this is actually my first podcast recording in quite a while. Even, yes, even counting the creator life. And so it's been hard to get back into it. And I hope you forgive me for this wishy-washy format since I'm actually experimenting on a format and if you appreciate me just doing a mix of random ramblings and uh spitting out the facts let me know in social media you know what the handles are the end outro so it's just me doing an end spiel for this episode so that's it for this episode i hope you enjoy it Thanks for listening to this episode of Techie Speak, an Utterly Techie podcast. You can follow at Utterly Techie on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out utterlytechie.com in order to discover more of the techie life through tech news, reviews, and opinions. See you next week!